Hey everyone, welcome to the Tulia Christian Fellowship Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to give online, see upcoming events, or view our service times, please visit our website at tcf.church. There is a real atmosphere this morning of miracles in this service. Okay, you're in the house of miracles and there's a real atmosphere for miracles in this service. Listen to me. Uh, two years ago, a little over two years ago, I had heart surgery. That in and of itself is a miracle. After the two-year anniversary, I had to go in for routine tests just to make sure everything was okay and everything is okay. But those tests cost thousands of dollars. And uh, we turned them into our insurance company and uh, the hospital called and Vicki went down and met with them. And they said, hey, your insurance company's not gonna pay these. And uh, so you need to start making payments on these. Well, Vicki met with them. Well, then she got home and the lady at the hospital called her and said, hey, well, we just went ahead and called your insurance company and just to check in with them and tell them what's going on and they have changed their mind and they've decided they're going to pay all of those bills except for $400. And uh, come on, amen, come on. And so th- that's a miracle. Now, why am I telling you that? Because before I preach, I just want to do one simple thing, okay? I'd like for you just to close your eyes right where you're seated And I said already, and I want to say it again, there's an atmosphere of faith in this room. I could feel it. I feel it now. I hope you feel it. There's an atmosphere in this room for miracles. And here's what we're going to do. We're not going to do anything weird. I'm not going to embarrass you. But I would like to pray. And I want to pray that God would release whatever miracle you need in your life. Now, you may be here this morning and you may think, hey, I'm okay and I don't need a miracle. And if that's you, great. But if you're here and you'd say, Pastor, uh, I've got something in my life and I'd like to have a miracle in that area. Just with your eyes closed, would you mind just standing up right where you are? And I'm going to pray. And you're not standing up for me. You're standing up for God. And you'd say, hey, God, by standing this morning, I'm letting you know that I've got a miracle that I need in my life. So go ahead and just stand up right where you are as an act of your faith, and we're going to pray right now. Father God, we come to you, and we thank you that you are the miracle-working God. You're the miracle-working Father. And Lord, we know you're here in our midst this morning because you promised you would be. Lord, it's an act of our faith by standing up. We acknowledge that we need a miracle. Father, I pray for every single person standing that you're doing a miracle in their lives. Lord, whatever it is, Lord, I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter that I know. You know. Father, thank you for miracles. Thank you for the supernatural in our finances, our families, our children, our grandchildren, our marriages, our jobs. God, we receive miracles in the name of Jesus. We receive your supernatural grace, your supernatural power at work in our lives. And Father God, we're expecting to see miracles done in Jesus' name. Everybody said, would you give the Lord a hand clap? Come on, amen. All right, praise God. The Lord's good, amen? We have had a great summer, our family. We've had a busy summer. 
and I know many of you have been the very same way. I love summer, and it seems like summer flies by. School has already started. Athletics has already started. We're kind of in the full throw of things, of everything going on, and I want to take a few moments this morning, and I would like to just encourage you as a believer in reading the Word of God. I want to bring you back to the Bible. Now, I don't know what your summer's been like. I don't know what your spiritual life has been like this summer. You may be a Christian that reads their Bible regularly, and you may be a Christian who rarely reads their Bible. Uh, You may be the person who thinks, hey, I've never read my Bible. And I want to show you a couple of things this morning, and I'd like to encourage you to get back into the Word of God as we move into the fall, that you're taking time to read your Bible. Now, let me explain to you just real simply what I do, and I'm telling you this just as an example. I'm not saying that you have to do this, but I just want you to know what I do, all right? Every single day of of the month, and today is uh, August the 25th, and because it's August 25th this morning, I read the 25th chapter of Proverbs. So as we go through the month, whatever day it is, I read that chapter of Proverbs. So if it's the fifth, I read the fifth chapter, and I just go through my month every day. In the morning when I get up and it's the 26th, I'll read the 26th chapter of Proverbs. Now let me tell you a couple of things. Okay, Proverbs is known as the book of wisdom. Now the whole Bible is filled with wisdom. Okay, every time you read the Bible, you're getting wisdom. And the Bible says about wisdom that in her right hand is long life, and in her left hand is riches and honor. That's talking about wisdom. In her right hand is long life, in her left hand is riches and honor. I don't know anybody that doesn't want that for themselves and their family. But Proverbs is specifically called the book of wisdom. So if you read one chapter, just like I do, then you're feeding on the wisdom of God. Let me tell you what will happen. It's really difficult to be a Christian apart from God's Word. It's really difficult. Uh, You are adrift without God's Word in your life. You're anemic without God's Word in your life. You don't grow without God's Word in your life. And every time you read the Word of God in Proverbs, you're feeding on His wisdom. here's what will happen. You'll be going through your day and through your routine, and you will come into a situation, and you will be reminded of a proverb. You'll think, hey, I read in Proverbs uh, that it says this, or hey, I read in Proverbs that it says that, and you will be reminded. Now, listen very carefully. You are hearing the voice of God when that happens. The Holy Spirit, who is God, takes what you read and reminds you supernaturally by His Spirit in your inner man. It's not just you. It's not just your memory. God does use your memory, but He's speaking to you. I have Christians all the time tell me, hey, I I don't hear God. Hey, I don't feel like I'm hearing God very well. Hey, how can I hear God better? It's very simple. The first step to doing that is reading the Word of God, because the Bible says he will remind you of what you read. So the second thing I read is I read a chapter of Psalms. So I've read a chapter of Proverbs based on what day it is. Now, in Proverbs, there's 150 chapters, so I don't read through it in a month. I read, it takes longer than that, but I still read one chapter a day. Now, 
Some of the Psalms are short, some of them are long. Psalms 119 has 176 verses. So I don't read that in one day, okay? I divide it up and I read through it over a period of days. Now here's the next thing I want you to see. You're not running a race. You're not reading the Bible to get brownie points. You're not trying to read a bunch of verses to get ahead of somebody or to get ahead of yourself or to get caught up with yourself. That's not why you're doing it. So I read what's best for me, but I try to read one chapter of Psalms a day. Then I flip over to the New Testament, and I read one chapter out of a book in the New Testament, and I read them in order, which means I started with Matthew, and I read one chapter till I went through Matthew a day. I read Mark. I read Luke. I read John. I read the book of Acts, and I'm reading through the entire New Testament in order one chapter a day. So I do one chapter of Proverbs, one chapter of Psalms, and one chapter in the New Testament. Now let's stop right there. All right, you may be thinking, Pastor, I couldn't read all that if I had to. Okay, read what you can. Kurt talks all the time about the YouVersion Bible app. I have it right here on my iPad. I'm preaching from it. Every single day, the YouVersion Bible app will pop up a verse. It does a verse a day. If you read that verse a day, that is a great place to start. If you think, hey, Pastor, I'm not reading my Bible at all. I don't even know where to start. Start with the verse a day. Here's what will happen. I'm amazed at how God will use the verse of the day, and it'll speak to you specifically about something going on in your life. And it's like the Holy Spirit uses that because it's the Word, and He'll speak to you. Okay, if you're doing the verse of the day and you think, hey, I want a little more than that, then go ahead and do one chapter of Proverbs a day. Just do the daily verse and do one chapter of Proverbs. Then after you've done that a while, you think, man, that's good, but I need an extra helping. Okay, I need an extra. Does anybody like extra helpings? Okay, yeah, I'm going to go to my house after this service, and we're going to have lunch, and I'm probably going to have an extra helping. Amen? I'm going to have a little extra of something. Okay, so if you think, hey, I'd like a little more, then start reading one chapter in Psalms. So you've done that for a while, and you think, hey, I'd like to have a little more. Then go ahead and add the New Testament. So you can start small. Start right wherever you are. Now listen to me. You're not too young to do this, and you're not too old to do this. Every single one of you can do this. Now here's what I want you to understand. It's hard to walk with God apart from his word. It's hard to grow apart from his word. But as you feed on God's word, and I'm using that word on purpose, as you feed on God's word, it will strengthen your faith. It will encourage you. It'll give you peace in your mind. The Bible says it'll give health to your body. It does all kinds of things that you will benefit from. And you just do a little bit every single day. What you do daily determines who you are permanently. You've heard that old saying, right? How do you need an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you read the Bible? One verse at a time. How do you get 100 pounds overweight? One bite at a time. Amen? <laughs> right? Now, I'm the kind of person that cannot eat for three days and still gain three pounds, right? You know, I can drive through the drive-in window at McDonald's and smell the food and gain weight, okay? 
That's why I spend a lot of time at the Y during my week, okay? All right, but here it is. It's simply doing a little bit every day. Now, I want to read to you out of God's Word this morning, out of Romans 10, 17. Listen to what it says. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Listen to me. Every time you read the Word of God, you're feeding and strengthening your faith and starving your doubts and your unbelief. Every time you take time to read the Bible, the daily verse, the book of Proverbs, the book of Psalms, whatever you read, you do it daily. You feed your faith and you starve your doubts. It stirs your faith towards God. It stirs your faith to pray. It stirs your faith towards His promises. And it will make you stronger. It will give you righteousness, resiliency. It'll draw you closer to God. And it will begin to change your life in all sorts of positive ways. Pastor, why do I need faith? Well, I want to read the next verse to you. And it's a Hebrews eleven six. Listen to what it says. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Did you know that God is not moved by need? He's moved by faith. Let me say that again. God is not moved by need. He's moved by faith. When you read God's promises, it feeds your faith, and you can trust Him. You see, you made a great move this morning coming to the house of God. You know what's happening this morning? You worship together. You, you fellowship together. You get something to drink. You have a donut. You're hearing the Word of God, and you're being strengthened. You're being refreshed, and you're being encouraged. And it happens line upon line, precept upon precept, and you're growing. Now, you may think, hey, when I leave church sometimes, I don't feel any different. I don't feel like this is doing anything. Listen to me. It is changing your life day by day, week by week, month by month. It's impossible to please God without faith. But you know what you're doing? You're stirring your faith this morning. So you know what else you're doing? Well, you're pleasing God. Isn't that good news? All right, let me keep reading. Listen to what this verse says. It says, For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. There's three simple truths right there in those two sentences I just read. When you go to God, when you seek God first, you have to believe that he is. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Hey, God, I'm not talking to nobody. You know, I always think it's funny about atheists. Atheists are mad at God, but I thought God didn't exist. That's what atheists say. So why are you mad at something that doesn't exist, correct? Do you know what anger implies? Relationship. See, you can't be mad at somebody you don't have a relationship with. When you get mad at God, it implies you have a relationship with him, which I believe that you do. All right, so the first thing you got to do is what? Hey, I'm going to seek God, and I believe that he is. And here's the amazing next sentence. It says that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know what God's nature is? God's nature is to reward. God's nature is to bless. God's nature is to redeem. God's nature is to deliver. God's nature is to restore. See, whatever's broken in your life, you know what God wants to do? Repair it. Whatever's been crushed in your life, you know what God wants to do? Make it better. Whatever's happened in your past, you know what God wants to do? Redeem it. That's his nature. He's a rewarder 
of those who diligently seek him. You know what you're doing here this morning, right? Well, you're seeking God. We gathered in this place. You know why I'm here? Because I'm hungry for God. And I want to be with my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I'm strengthened and I'm encouraged and I'm refreshed. And when I leave this service, I feel better than when I got here. Because I'm with God and with his people. Amen? You have to be with me forever. Shouldn't that encourage you, right? Y'all don't look too excited. I don't know. All right. Let me read you another verse. I want to go to John 16, Listen to what it says. These things I've spoken to you. Now, that's a reference to God's Word. God's Word is God speaking to you. These things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have trouble. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Man, there's a lot of good truth in that verse. The very first thing I want you to see is it says that the Word of God has been God-breathed, God-spoken, and it's been given to you. Why has it been given to you? It's been given to you so you would have peace. Now, don't miss this. This is so good. You know, when I had heart surgery, after the surgery and after I got better, they put me on some medications. And I take different medications for some different things. You know, I have an artificial valve in my heart, and so I have to take certain kind of medications to make that all work like it's supposed to. And so I take my meds faithfully. Well, one day I was talking to Michelle Nolan, and she's involved in the medical field, and she said, listen, Pastor, she said, uh, don't go to the Internet and look up the pills you're on and read all the side effects. Because if you do, you'll have every one of them. So I took her advice, and I stayed away from the Internet on that. I didn't look them up, and I didn't read them. To my knowledge, I don't know that I have side effects from those pills. I don't know. I mean, I just feel normal as I normally do, and so I don't know that I have any side effects. She said that if you read what they are, more often than not, you'll think you have every one of them. Now, God's Word has side effects. And they're good. They're good. God's Word is health and medicine to all your flesh. God's Word is peace in your mind. God's Word is strength in your heart. God's Word is hope in your mind. The Scripture I just read said God spoke His Word to you so you would have peace. Listen, if you're not doing good with peace, can I tell you something? You need to get an extra dose of the Word of God. You need to take time to read the Bible throughout your week, throughout your day, because one of the promises is peace. Now, the Bible says in the last days, men's hearts will fail them for fear. Listen, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world, you and I can have peace. Every time you read the Word of God, it gives you peace in your mind. As a parent, as a grandparent, as a husband, as a wife, whatever's tormenting you, whatever the enemy's trying to do to you, when you read the Word of God, one of the side effects and one of the byproducts is peace. Now, here's what I know, and I know you know it too. Peace is priceless. Because if you don't have peace, things aren't good. But if you do have peace, you have everything. Amen? Now, let me keep reading. Listen to what it says. 
It says there's going to be tribulation, there's going to be trouble, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I got good news. I cheated. I cheated and I read the back of the book. I did. You know what I found out? We win. We win. Okay. Our dad's the coach. He owns the bat and ball. And you get to bat till we win. Amen? Okay. Jesus said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now, I want to go to one more verse, Galatians 5, and I want to talk to you about something called the fruit of the Spirit. Now, this is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. If you know Jesus as your Savior, how many of you know Jesus as your Savior? All right, you have this fruit on the inside of you, and God wants it to grow, and he wants it to develop. Here's the thing. When you invited Jesus into your heart, the Bible says you were a baby Christian. Well, then you start coming to church, depending on how old you are. You're in power kids. Then you're in ground zero. Then you're in college. Then you get married, and you're walking with God through your life. And as you walk through through your life with God, he wants you to grow, and he wants you to mature. How can you tell if that's happening? Here's how you tell. Are you producing fruit? Now, let me read to you what it says in Galatians 5, 22. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. The first three are love and joy and peace. Whose life wouldn't be better if you had more love, more joy, and more peace? whose family life wouldn't be better, whose marriage wouldn't be better, whose kids wouldn't be better, whose grandparents wouldn't be better. I mean, I can't think of a family in here that your home life wouldn't be better, your work life wouldn't be better, your sleep wouldn't be better if you had more love, more joy, and more peace. How do I get it? Well, when you ask Jesus into your heart, that was deposited on the inside of you. And it's growing and developing and maturing. The Bible says the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. You see, that love was placed on the inside of you. The next one is joy. The Bible says in Nehemiah, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Every single person I know needs an extra dose of joy. The Holy Spirit brings love, he brings joy, and he brings peace. The Bible says the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Listen, every time you read your Bible, you know what you're doing? You're cultivating love. You're cultivating joy. You're cultivating peace, along with all this list of other fruit. Every time you read your Bible, your faith grows. Your doubts begin to shrivel up and die. You get more peace in your mind. You get love. You get joy. You get peace. You get long-suffering. You get goodness. You get gentleness. You get faith. You get meekness. And the King James that's in me is the word temperance, which means self-control. Then the last sentence says this. There's nothing more powerful than these. It says, against such there is no law. What does that mean? That means there's nothing in the universe stronger than the fruit of the Spirit. Nothing. There's nothing that can overcome the love of God. How do I get it, Pastor? Every time you read the Bible, you cultivate it and you feed on it. Doesn't feel like it, doesn't matter. 
Doesn't seem like it. Doesn't matter. It's happening. Every time you read the Word of God, whether you're reading the verse of the day, Proverbs, Psalms, the New Testament, whatever you're doing, you're feeding your faith and you're starving your doubts. Listen, as we move into fall, why don't you decide, hey, I'm going to read my Bible more this year. I'm going to read my Bible as we go through September, October, November, and December. These next four months as we move out of this year and into the next. Hey, I'm going to take time every single day. Now, I don't know what works for you. I'm a morning person. So I start my day with coffee and the Word of God. That's how I start my day. And I read my Bible just like I explained to you. Now, I do some other things that I do that, that I don't even need to talk to you about because it doesn't matter what I do. And then I spend some time praying, and then I go walk, and then Miss Vicky and I have breakfast, and then we do what we do. Maybe that doesn't work for you. Maybe you need to do it at lunchtime. Or maybe you need to do it at 3 in the afternoon. Or maybe you need to do it at 7 o'clock at night. See, I can't do it at 8 o'clock at night because you know what happened? <laughs> That's what would happen. Yeah, if I got still and tried to read my Bible, I, I go to happy land, right? All right, so what, it doesn't matter. See, the thing is, is what's best for you. You don't have to do it the way I do it. Do it the way that it's most effective for you. And cultivate your faith, starve your doubts, grow your love, grow your joy, grow your peace, grow the fruit of the Spirit in your life. And you'll have a good fall, Amen. Listen, if you have a good fall spiritually, you'll have a good fall. You will have, I'm telling you, you, if you grow spiritually in the fall, you will have a good fall. Amen? All right, y'all stand up. Let me pray. Praise God. Man, some of y'all need to stretch. I mean, my gosh. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me pray. Father God, I love you. I'm so thankful for this great church. I'm so thankful for my brothers and sisters in Christ. Father, they mean so much to me and my family. It's such an honor to be in your house. It's such a joy to be with your people. Father, as we go from this place into our day, into our week, Father, to school, whatever we're doing, God, that your grace and strength is on us and that we would have love, we would have joy, we would have peace. Father, as we take a moment and feed on your word, that, Father, we feed our faith and we starve our doubts and that we're strengthened and encouraged. Father, I'm thankful for it in Jesus' mighty name I pray. And everybody said, amen. amen.